Were the events surrounding the State of the Union a miraculous occurrence? Someone quipped that the State of the Union speech was accompanied by miracles. The administration backed off on mass mandates, as did states like California. Right before the speech, Anthony Fauci disappeared out of sight, and Saturday Night Live ran a skit supporting the rights of those who question vaccines, pointing out that the CDC really doesn't follow the science and neither does the administration. All this from the same group that shouted, defund the police, now saying, fund the police. How are these changes possible? Was it a miracle? Not quite. But I would submit to you that God was actively involved in this and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keith Crosby Out of My Mind. This is Podcast 079, Podcast 79, where we have a biblical conversation about the crazy world in which we live. So join us over the next 20 minutes or so as we provide you a bird's eye view perspective of a complex issue confronting our culture, the church, and you as we apply God's word to make sense of it all. At the end of the podcast, we'll point you to additional resources for further study, just in case you'd like to dig a little bit deeper. In the meantime, let's get started. All right, Keith, yeah, I also understand that there were some miracles that happened around the State of the Union, and I've definitely heard it said by a lot of, uh, you know, pundits and political uh, personalities and such. Uh, so what's going on there? What's with the miracle of the State of the Union? Well, I think some people were saying miracle kind of tongue-in-cheek or maybe they're being a little bit crass. But I think some people were struck by the fact that there just seemed to be this whole reversal of direction in the nation in blue states like California and counties like Santa Clara County right before the State of the Union address. And it did seem in some sense miraculous. I mean, we have to remember, Florida and Texas were condemned by some, and even the president called their behavior Neanderthal, when they had half the case rate that we have now. I think they instituted these uh, practices when their case rates were 54,000, and the president and the NIH and the CDC is removing the mandates and calling for calm with a case rate of over 100,000. So people are, are, are surprised, and some people are joking, oh, it's a miracle. Uh, then there's Gavin Newsom, like I said, and our own Sarah Cody, the Santa Clara Health Officer, following suit. It is astounding. It's not a miracle. So yeah, we've seen all of that happen, and now you even notice that like Anthony Fauci isn't on TV every other day like he was before. He's not in the magazines. And he seems to have been disappeared as well. And so what do you make of, of that? Well, somebody suggested it was an alien abduction, but I doubt it. What I think is, is it's more of a political calculation. The president's policies have wrecked the economy, and they are wrecking the economy. They are adding a, a tax burden in the form of inflation on working people. Uh, inflation is up over 7% right now. Gas prices have doubled in a year. We stopped drilling in our own country. We have more oil than anybody else in the world. And we're buying oil and natural gas or petroleum products from Russia all during the Ukraine invasion. And again, inflation has been nearly dormant for 40 years, and now it's approaching 7%. And the midterm elections are looming large. And the president and his uh, people who share his way of thinking understand that disaster may be ahead for them. The public is restive. The president's polling data indicates that he's viewed as one of the most incompetent leaders in the history of our nation. 51% of his own party don't want him to run for re-election. The defund police movement and the persecution of parents by school boards and the Department of Justice because they're concerned about their children's indoctrination and education has just caught 
the nation and the populace wrong. And so in his State of the Union speech, he tried to pivot. And he had about 10 minutes of coherent thoughts, and then he just kind of lost it uh, and uttered a few slogans like, fund the police and it's time to get back to normal. And people are stunned by it. Yeah, I do think it's pretty amazing. And what we've seen is just a complete shift in the past just couple of weeks in all of the things that we were told to do for the past two years. I think the policies and, and all of those things have changed so much. And these bureaucrats, the really the political elites, um, they've just completely swiveled. And then, you know, you even see this in popular culture. So there was the whole, uh, you know, all the celebrities, everybody just, you know, we need to follow the science. We need to follow the government. We need to do these things. Uh, and they've all completely changed their tune. There was the from the Super Bowl, when you saw all the celebrities at the Super Bowl, they're unmasked. And then you have uh, what well, you and I saw this clip a couple days ago, but this clip from Saturday Night Live where they basically came off and said, were the masks really worth it? So why don't we play that clip really quick, and then you can give us your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, I think the clip speaks for itself, and I'll and I ask the audience to listen closely and bear with us and listen to this clip. <laughs> I'm so glad we're doing this. My favorite restaurant with my favorite people. Honey, I agree 100%. You know what? This is so fun. Dinner is on us. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. But, um, Keith, you know you can take your mask off the table. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know I'm wearing it half the time. <laughs> well, I heard the CDC is going to lift all mask mandates soon. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so weird. It's it's like COVID's not over, but it's just going to stop. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Oh, you know, that reminds me of this article I read. Oh, honey, where... no one wants to hear about that. <laughs> well, it was in Bloomberg, and I thought it was interesting. What, uh, what article? Well, it Honey. Was... <laughs> it was just saying how mask mandates had... I don't know, little to no effect on COVID. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not like I'm anti-mask or anything. I just sometimes wonder if any of the things we did actually helped. Gina. No, no, no. We can talk about this incredibly complicated and emotional topic. Yes, yes, of course. I will start hmm. because, um, for instance, while I am so personally relieved that I'm vaccinated. Careful. I, I sometimes wonder if, um, if other people who are hesitant, careful, <laughs> might not have, like, a valid... What? <laughs> not valid, but, but understandable... Not tonight. Help me. I think what she means is maybe sometimes we are a little overzealous when we condemn. Oh, no. I just think that if people are actually losing their jobs. Oh, no. Careful, girl. Look, vaccines save lives. Fact. Okay, they stop the hospitals from being overrun. Fact. Where are you up to? But did I have to dump my oldest friend just because he didn't get a booster? <laughs> that kid is pretty 
it's pretty unbelievable when you think of the fact that it's coming from SNL. It almost sounds like something that should be coming from Fox and Friends or uh, almost like satire that comes from Babylonian Bee or even the Daily Wire. Well, it, it does sound like that. But what's happening is, I believe, is the left is imploding on itself. And I think the catalyst for this has been all of this overreach from the from the enraging of parents with the abuse and indoctrination of their children and this mass thing and that they're putting their education on hold. People have woke up to wokeism and vaccine and man, vaccine and mass mandate abuses. And, and the CDC and Saturday Night Live admitted masks didn't really work. Vaccines basically, it turns out now, are really just therapeutics that are injected because they don't prevent the spread or you even from getting the virus. They do help. They minimize the... Uh, the, uh, the symptoms, but that's what our therapeutics do as well. And the question comes back to is why did people go as far as they did? Uh, why were people demonized? Why was there so much indoctrination? People are wondering why. I mean, think about it. Friendships were ended on the basis of whether or not you had the prescribed number of boosters or whether you got a shot or whether you wore a mask while driving your car or walking outdoors. And I think the Saturday Night Live script captures all of that. And it's left people wondering whose religion was the whole COVID thing. Why did we do what we do? Yeah, I think that's very evident. And so why do you think people are snapping out of it? What What's really changed? Well, I think people, there's still enough people who have retained the ability to think critically by God's grace and sovereignty. And when these people really get worked up and, and when you endanger their children, while they'll put up with a lot, They'll draw the line there, and I think when they saw what their kids were being taught when, they, when their kids were doing Zoom school and things like that and online learning, and they saw that their children really weren't learning, all this just came to a head providentially. Okay, so maybe now you're taking the turn where we normally take in our podcasts, where we take this back theologically, because you're talking about the grace of God and His sovereignty, and then providentially— so what are, you, what are you getting at there? Well, it's like we talked about last week when we looked at Psalm 29.10. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. And may the Lord give strength to his people and may the Lord bless his people with peace. God is in charge and he's going to take care of his people. And when his people pray, he acts. We're talking about that in our series on prayer right now. And the book of Proverbs tells us that God turns the king's heart wherever he wishes. God is sovereign. And I would submit to you that this seeming perfect storm of events, this perfect storm that has brought about some degree of sanity, it may not be miraculous, but it is God's providence, his sovereign hand, his invisible sovereign providential hand at work. Now people talking about funding the police. Now they're talking about opening the schools. And I just think that he who causes all things to work together for good has done just that and is doing just that. In, in the face of all of these people and these organizations and the media and corporations and government abusing their authority for so long, I think God has orchestrated events to uh, give them a serious setback as they have engaged in really incredible levels of overreach. And that perfect storm is his sovereign hand at work. Bad people acting badly from corrupt politicians to corporate heads to I even look at the NBA with all their accommodating China with all of its uh, human rights abuses. Genesis 50:20 I think sums it up nicely. 
And it says this, and this is Joseph talking to his brothers who have done terrible things to him. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. These politicians, these corrupt teachers unions, these bureaucrats, these large pharmaceutical corporations intended to extend their power without opposition. And really, people were canceled, demonized, deplatformed, accused of disinformation. But they reached for a bridge too far, and it appears that God may be granting us another season of restraint by staying their hand. What they intended as evil, God used as good to cause us to snap out of it, to preserve many more people alive, perhaps. Yeah, well, I certainly hope that's what's happening. You know, when you look at even on a world stage, the bogging down of Russia's invasion to the huge shift in policies that have happened, I think all of these things hopefully point towards something greater, maybe more from a political sense. Uh, do you think that a lot of this shifting will enable the Democrats to continue to remain in charge? Well, I think the polling data suggests that they're in for a, what I think some people call a shellacking. They're in for a really bitter defeat. It's hard to say, though. The election is still in November. Voters sometimes have a short memory. But I think the way things are shaping up right now, they're, they're probably going to lose the House and the Senate. And hopefully, uh, God will grant us a season of restraint. Only God knows, and he's determined in from the beginning, and his, and his way will carry, his will will be accomplished. I think we have to remember that uh, while we do have more in common with the so-called Republicans, they're just as corrupt as the Democrats. It's always about power. The Democrats, obviously, with the abortion thing, with some of the transgendered things, and some of the other things they've done, have less in common with Christians and say, the Republicans, but both of these political parties are not the answers. They're not the solutions to the world's troubles. They might be a means that God uses, but the solution is the gospel, the transforming one soul at a time into a new creation by the sovereign hand of a gracious God. But in the meantime, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Will there be judgment? for all the things the country has done from abortion to everything else, or will, will there be grace? Only God knows. Well, that's it for today. If you'd like further resources, visit us online at www.gracetoliveradio.org and click the podcast resource button. If you'd like to ask me a question, I'd love to hear from you. I try and answer emails within 24 hours or so. Email me at keith at hillside.org. Visit us online at www.hillside.org forward slash services if you'd like to live stream or come by and worship with us in person on Sunday at 8, 9, 30, and 11. This is Keith Crosby with Mark Stickler saying God bless you and God keep you.